Alright, we'd like to welcome you guys back to the channel. My name is JD and I got my co-host here, Miguel. And the first thing on the docket for today is Samsung, as their Galaxy Unpacked event is expected to happen here soon. Um, the date, according to John Prosser, is going to be on August 10th. And this event will include, obviously, the anticipated Fold 4 and the Flip 4 along with um, the Watch 5 as well. So, um, what are your thoughts on that? I'm kind of excited for it, my, personally. Well, there's a there's a, um, a comment on the thread where uh, John Prosser had uh, tweeted here. Uh, it's from at uh, TechGuy420. says, if the spec rumors are true, I can't see myself upgrading my Fold 2, especially without a built-in S Pen. If anything, it seems like a downgrade with the excuse me, with a more defunct screen instead ratio and smaller battery, closest to an upgrade is the cameras. Yeah, I would kind of disagree with that, um, just because you're getting the 8th Gen 1, you're expected to get a um, battery boost as far as the milliamp, and the S Pen, I mean, I don't know really... I'm not one to actually push for the S Pen, especially on a phone like the Flip 4, because it's such a compact design, and any more infiltration from some sort of accessory that's, you know, being pushed into the chassis just doesn't make any sense to me, um, because that means it's, that's going to be less battery, it's going to be, there's just going to be some losses on that, and I just feel like for a phone like that, it's supposed to be compact, and as long as we get a better battery life and better uh, photography... I think that's what I would like to shoot for as far as the Flip 4. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would also add that this is a phone that's um, pretty much a gig-type phone where it has uh, sort of futuristic features, obviously, a flip. So adding something like that, I, I totally agree with you, is just I, I feel like the more you add to something that's compact like that um, would just cause probably some seri serious issues in the uh, hardware. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you have a phone out there that's a flagship model that has a clamshell feature like that, like you're saying, uh, I think that's just impressive enough. And on top of that, uh, he's comparing it from the Fold 2, so you really can't compare those two. It, it doesn't make any sense why you... I, I can see why he's saying it would be considered a downgrade, um, because the Fold 2 is obviously larger, it has larger battery, you know, the camera's... It, there's there's just all sorts of different features that are different between those two models. So um, I don't know if I really want to continue on that discussion just because it's a different model. But the fact that um, he's even complaining about it because it has doesn't have an S Pen is just kind of um, no never mind to me. So um, that being said, though, um, do you actually have a preference on which model you like or would actually buy, you know, for real world use between the Fold and the Flip? If I was going to go with something that would just be more for my, you know, work-to-work work day, you know, when I'm home or whatever, uh, I'd probably go with the Flip. Um, just because it seems more compact to me, I really can't see myself holding something that comes out to, like, a, a small iPad. <laughs> um, just... I don't see a reason for it. Uh, obviously, it's cool, of course. I yeah, mean, the Fold 4 is more, I would say, more for the power user. The Flip is just yeah. more of a, like you say, it's almost like a gimmick, except in this case, um, Samsung is continuing to perfect it and give it more to the masses, lowering the prices, increasing the features, and giving you a more reliable product. 
Um, so that's I can see that being a more popular model. Um, the full just it's it's a it's on a different level really in my right. opinion in in any phone out there except unless you're trying to compete it against other um, vivos or other models out there they're trying to compete with uh, the fold so um, but again that's going to be the pre-orders are expected to be on august 10th um, they're going to be launching on august 26th uh, they do have some colors in there from Prosser, uh your phantom black green and beige for the fold graphite bora purple pink gold and blue for the flip four and then he did give some information on the watch. So you have the Watch 5 with a 40 and a 44 millimeter. And then you have the Watch 5 Pro for the 46 millimeter. Um, and they pretty much have the similar colors between them as well. So which you'd expect that for, you know, an accessory to go along with your phone. Um, but just something to keep in mind. It's coming right around the corner. So I'm excited to see what's, what's, what they're going to release and maybe some of the features that they might add. Um, to increase their continuity between their Samsung devices. So, um, the one question I did have, and this is actually a tweet from Ice Universe: Should the FE series exist, um, the Galaxy S Fan Edition? I'm gonna say um, no. You're gonna say no. Okay. No. What do you? What, what are your thoughts on that, though? I mean, like, I'm I'm curious. So this is what I would call. The iPhone XR paradox. Um, back in 2017, they released the iPhone 10, right? And they had the mm -hmm. uh, 10 Max, and then they had the XR. This is basically it's sort of like an, a, a, the SE Special Edition, where you have the normal lineups for people who you know have the money to buy it, and then a, a different version where the lesser people who can't afford the the higher ups can afford that phone. Um, the problem that you have is, and I know there's some comments from people who have said like, well, the f people understand the fan edition, right? It's just more of something where uh, it has kind of the same principles as the other phones, but it's for people who can afford them. At the same time, if you really want to have an experience of, you know, a phone from Samsung, and you don't want to spend as much, then just get something that's like the A53 or the A13, or uh, something that's not as expensive. It doesn't have the same exact features, um, but you're getting a similar experience in a sense. However, I will say, um, when I checked the specs on here on uh, GSM Arena, I found that the S20 FE and the normal S20, people actually like the S20 FE more than they like the S20. Um, which is really interesting to me. So yeah, I mean, th then you have to look into some of the price differences as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess I kind of see what you're saying, and honestly, in some cases, I would actually agree with you because all it really says is that Samsung can sell feature-packed phones. For less and exactly. i think that is exactly what ice universe is trying to you know push in his in his point is that it makes it makes the s series obsolete almost right um because you're paying more and there's just so many f you know very few features that they're adding on to the traditional s series that well why would you why would you buy that if you can get an fe edition and just have a lot of you know cool features that samsung provides 
you know, good battery life and such. Um, so yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't think it's that the FE shouldn't exist. It's that why does the S cost so much? <laughs> That's just my thought. I mean, I know, I know there's, there's reasons and there's marketing and there's all the jargon that, you know, they try to push on the consumer of, you know, why things cost so much or why this and why that. But that's just, that's my thought is like, okay, why is it so much, you know, how much, why is it so much, so much money if the FE is achievable? But I was just curious. I kind of wanted to throw that out there and um, also kind of give that as a, just something to think about for you listeners out there. Just to, you know, what do you think about the FE series? Because personally I like it. I like the fact that it exists, but uh, I can also see why people are just like, okay, well, why does it exist? And so moving on from actual Samsung news, we're going to talk about one rumored model from Apple and it is expected to come possibly sometime early 2023. Um, they're saying around the February, March time frame, And the only difference is, is that this model is expected to be around 14.1 inches. Um, the rumor is that it will run on an M2 chipset. Um, I don't know if there's necessarily a need for a 14.1 inch iPad. Um, my belief is that if they are trying to push this type of uh, tablet onto people, it's for somebody who wants a larger screen that wants a touch interface but doesn't really want to deal with a Mac. So um, I know you have an iPad Pro, I believe, right? Yeah, it's the uh, iPad Pro uh, 2021. I think it's the uh, third gen. It does have the M1 chip, and uh, the one I got my wife was the 11-inch. Um, so, and I already... Does she like that size? Yeah, she does, and it's it's just fine for her workflow. She does, you know, art and drawing and stuff like that on there, um, and she's just fine with it. I didn't get her the bigger one, first of all, because it would cost a few more hundred dollars, and I was not willing to spend that, um, but also just because I figured it wouldn't be a drag down, uh, mainly because it's only a couple more inches. Like, I, I don't see a reason for a bigger iPad, and I especially don't see... I mean, I can see why people would want it, it depending on what they need. Um, but now we're getting to a point where it's just becoming this bigger Mini and better thing. Laptop. And my yeah. yeah, my speculation is that maybe it, it's it's a price driver, right? So it's like Apple's uh, kind of doesn't know where else to go with it. Obviously, the M2 chip, okay, sure. But now we're going to, we'll make it bigger so people will be like, okay, I've got to upgrade to a bigger size because I want the the baddest and biggest. And Latest, the, greatest, and best, yes. yeah. So it's like, I think I read a comment on here on the, um, the site. Are you talking about the one that says, I have a 12-inch iPad with a keyboard and trackpad? The weight on the keyboard is insane unless they redesign. No one is going to walk around with a 5-pound, 14-inch iPad. Um, that, this other guy's... Um, Someone commented, and unaffordable, look at how much iPad Pro prices have gone up since the 2015 and 2016 models. Add to that the added cost for increasing the display size, and then add Apple's inflation fee like they did with the new MacBook Air, where they apparently charge enough so they've covered for the next five years inflation. So, again, my speculation would be it's just to kind of sort of help with the future inflation. Because do you think that increasing the size is is costing a lot 
for Apple, or is it? Do you think it's not too much? Like, what's your what's your thought on that? Well, it also depends on the components. Right. Uh, if you're talking about something where it's just one of those Apple LCD displays, probably not much. If you're talking OLED, I mean, I'm not one that delves into all of the components and the price and the costs. Uh, right. Obviously, there's there's people out there, there's channels out there that delve into that stuff. I don't. As far as speculation, um, I could possibly see some price increase somewhere along the way. Uh, you know, when you're when you're jumping screen size. But like you're saying, honestly, I, I kind of I, I think I'm, I'm kind of getting this vibe from you that you're saying it's almost like a filler model. Exactly. It's just yes. there to fill it up, and that way they can, you know, if people want to get bigger, they can get it, and then they, you know, they pay Apple for it. Plus, they also have to pay more money for a larger Magic Keyboard, so that boosts their sales exactly. on that model as right. well. Right. And who's to say they won't add another Apple Pencil that isn't compatible with the um, its pre- predecessors? <laughs> They did that with the I Apple Pencil too. I think that's, I think that's a little bit of a jab. I don't know if that's realistic though. <laughs> I know it's possible. I know, I know well, what you're saying with the you Apple, never know with Apple too, because this, that's, this is the kind of stunts they pull. <laughs> they make a new product and then they they make the that same product only compatible with their future lineups and not the prior ones. So I mean they're they're rela- they're releasing the um the uh the black I think it's the black version of the Apple II uh, pencil. So, I mean, that's cool, but you never know. I'm just, I'm a bit skeptical with how Apple is moving forward, you know, with certain things. Like, I'm loving the new stuff that they're releasing from WWC, uh, you know, with the uh, Ventura and iOS updates and all that kind of stuff. I'm loving it a lot. But when you start to see, you peek behind the curtains and you see the kind of what's going on in the background, I don't know. Like I said before, it's kind of like a filler thing. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this this is not what Apple's intending to do, but le- it just seems like it. I don't know. Yeah, and, you know, it's actually interesting. This is just a little, kind of a little bit of a closing thought along with the prices. Um, when you look back, and obviously uh, technology changes, you know, the market changes, stuff like that. But when you look back, when Steve Jobs first started his entire revamp of Apple, when he returned... He cut everything out. He cut all the crap out, all the unneeded models, and he made it four squares, and that's where he left oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, a pro, a consumer, pro, consumer, and there were, there were the desktop and the laptop. Yeah. Um, and now I feel like we're just, there's just way too many freaking models out there. You have the <laughs> iPhone SE, you have the iPhone 11, you have the iPhone 12, you have the 13, 13 Pro, 13 Pro Max, 13 Mini. I mean, I understand they're trying to appeal to every single user out there so that they can, you know, you know, get their feelers out there and make sure that, you know, everybody is satisfied. I mean, I get that. But I just feel like this is, we're getting to a point where you're going to add a third model to iPad. And I mean, this is a rumor. Yes, we're going to take it with a grain of yeah. salt, but it's likely going to happen. Uh, we're, we're pretty confident on this. For sure. Um, but and then just to follow up on that with the pricing, I mean, this is just the 11 inch. Um, you can get this the latest uh, Apple or the latest iPad Pro uh, starts at at 7.99. That's for only 128 gigs. Yeah. Um, we're not talking iPhones here. We're no. talking actual big, powerful iPads. Because you know uh, that people. 7.99. They're not going to buy that. Yeah, exactly. People are using this for work or you know their hobbies or whatever i would i would say i mean i would say even the 256 isn't probably what people would want i know if i were gonna buy one i would probably at least at least go with the 512 yeah 
Um, and that's that. That's at 1099. I think I was even at that point where I was about to buy an iPad Pro, and I was like, I think I'm gonna go with a 512. Um, so, but anyway, like we're like just just to close up. Yeah, I, I really do agree. I think that's just gonna be a filler model, and I don't know if really if it's gonna sell well, but we'll, we'll find out. We'll see. Um, it's kind of exciting just because it is new model, but at the end of the day, I don't know if, if that excitement will will stand. So, but on that note. Um, we're going to move on to something else, and that is the Nothing Phone 1. Um, we just got a video from MKHD uh, just showing off the phone, kind of not not anything in detail, just because obviously Carl Pay isn't going to let him just yet because it hasn't been launched or announced. Um, but I know you watched it. I know you had some thoughts on it, and I'm kind of interested to hear what you have to say. Yeah, so when I saw this phone... The first thing I immediately thought of, man, this is unique in its own design. It's set apart from all those other phones that have been sort of, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, made along the same lines in their same lineup productions. Uh, they're very similar. And that's what I think what uh, MKHD uh, pointed out uh, was that you have all, all these different um, uh, companies uh, like Apple, Xiaomi, OnePlus, Samsung, uh, they kind of have a similarity in design, you know, kind of similar backing, multiple cameras on the back, um, you know, uh, or a notch or a, a punch or whatever you want to call it. And then you have this nothing phone, right? And it, it just, the, the whole backing is different, obviously with the LEDs and stuff. And so all in all, I think I just, really like it in general just because of its uh, uniqueness and its differentiation from all these other phones so i mean here's the thing i i, I don't necessarily agree with you only in the sense that if you take away that back and you just throw on an aluminum frame you're gonna see a lot more of the iphone 12 than you think you would um, I mean, I get the LED that the LED lights that are on there. They're cool. They sh they have functionality, which I, I think that's better than just throwing a couple LED lights on the back and saying it's cool and having it light up. To actually have it, you know, go with a ringtone or notifications or something like that. Okay, there's some functionality to it, and I can agree with that. I can get on board with that. Um, as far as the front, uh, you, it, it really has bezels that remind me of the iPhone 11. That's true. Um, and aside from the punch hole camera on the top left, I don't know. It just, I don't see much change. And I think I, I felt like Carl was trying to push for that. I felt like the way he was, you know, introducing this, building this up, it was supposed to be something different. It was supposed to be something innovative, something new. Like you're saying, it's supposed to be original. Um, there is some personalization to it. There's something that he brought new to the market in some way, shape or form. Um, but I don't really think that it was too far off from what's already out there. Um, now, maybe more of that is supposed to come with the Nothing UI. Um, we don't know yet. We'll see that when it comes out. But in my opinion, I was a little let down by that. I just, I when people started saying it looked like an iPhone 12, I had nothing to say except, oh, yeah, it does look like an iPhone 12. I mean, all it has is a semi-transparent back that just, you know, has white plastic covering the um internal components yeah that's true so but i mean i get what you're saying and i i, I feel like there is something that that's new to it but um 
I think if he builds off of this, if he tries to get a little bit more creative, but in a, you know, like I say, a functional way where, you know, the user can actually appreciate the way it looks, but actually use it on a daily basis and, you know, um, gives you something different than just a traditional phone, that would be a way to go. Um, outside of that, I don't really have much to say in it. I don't really have anything that's like, oh, I can't wait for this phone to come out. As far as a new model, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to testing it out, but it's not like, oh my goodness, I really need to have this phone. <laughs> it's not like the, and I, and I say that because it's not like the original iPhone, but the problem with that was is because it was so revolutionary. It changed the way the phones were made. Every other phone out there nowadays is just straight up screen. And it is exactly what the iPhone is. It's just a straight up, straight up screen. Now, I mean, they even remove the home button. So, but yeah. that's my, that's my thought on it. That's my kind of conclusion. Um, as far as a preliminary one, obviously we'll see more of it when we get it in hand. But, um, I don't know if you had more to say on it. Um, I, I do agree with you that it, it does look pretty much exactly like an iPhone 12. Um, do we really know the, the, uh, uh, the inside specs on it, like the the processor. Yeah, it's expected to have the Snapdragon 7th Gen 1. Um, so even though that's not a high-end processor, you know, like the 8th Gen, um, I think it still will lend quite a bit of um, power to the device. Uh, it's expected to be 6.55 inches, 120 hertz OLED, uh, 1080 by 2400 um, memory is going to be 8 slash 12 gigs, storage 128 slash 256, rear camera is supposed to be 50 megapixels, and a 12 megapixel ultra wide. And then you will have a front facing camera, that little punch hole is going to be a 32 megapixel, uh, fast charging 45 watts, and the battery is supposed to be 4500. So, um, those are decent specs, but I would certainly be looking for that price tag. Um, when it comes out, because I really feel like saying it's going to be 449 549 I feel like that is a more targeted price for what one he believes in, and two, um, what he's trying to push for, and 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 the specs combined with that. We did want to touch base real quick just on our iOS 16 experience, kind of update you guys on that. And I believe Miguel, you also had a, maybe like an issue or two that you experienced. Yeah. So, um, in regards to battery life, I've had. About 9 to 11 hours total. Um, I do use YouTube a lot, so my screen is constantly on for long periods of time. So, you know, you can give it a, a cut on that one. But uh, in terms of bugs or glitches or whatever, I have had times where my screen would... Where the app, I shouldn't say the screen, the app would freeze up on me and I'd have to reload it, refresh it or whatever. Um, and then it would just be fine. Um, and I've also had a small bug where whenever I, I would have a timer on... It would gray out because the new um, with iOS 16, you now can have the timer is more of a bar on your home or excuse me on your lock screen. Um, so just just some minor things, nothing too crazy. Obviously, it is a de um, a developer beta, so it's it's to be expected. But uh, not really a whole lot of major issues for me. Uh, what about you? Um, yeah, I'm a little shocked to hear that you're actually getting that type of battery life. Um, although you do have a 13 Pro, is that right? Yeah, I do. So, yeah, for me, uh, let's see. Let me go to one of my higher battery usage days. Um, so I had about 8 hours, 45 minutes screen on, and 34 minutes screen off. 
Okay. Um, this is running on a, it's, this is running on an 11 Pro. So, but often it really hasn't been that great. I've been getting anywhere between two to six hours average. So that's the battery life. Um, and the bugs, they are definitely there. Uh, I was mentioning this to Miguel over um, iMessage, and there's this notification. I actually figured out what it was. There was this notification that came up, and if if just imagine the little um, transparent background that exists when there's a notification. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like it's it's an outline, and there's nothing there. Yeah. So. That is exactly what happened to me. I had this notification. I didn't even know what it was. I don't even know what app it was related to, but it popped up and it was there. It was stuck there. It was locked. I was telling Miguel. I restarted my my. I restarted my phone. I closed down some of the media apps because I thought it was some sort of widget, like a media widget. Um, I just tried all sorts of fixes to get this thing to you know just disappear. Randomly, I was I was touching my phone. And I guess I must have held on for a while, or touched touched for a while, and it transitioned into the options that appear for like clear or the X button, hmm. and had no idea how I did it, um, but I was able to hit X and that notification went away finally. Um, but that's just one of the bugs that I've had. Um, I've had some issues with CarPlay. I've had um, definitely a lot of heating up issues with CarPlay. Um, uh, my music app still continues to crash. Um, other bugs, just delays. Um, I actually, th- yeah, I actually had my system crash. I got the system crash oh, notification. So um, it vary. It's gonna vary for a lot of you guys out there that, who, that are running the developer beta. Um, if you guys are actually developing an app, great. Good luck. Um, if you are just trying it out on your daily driver. I really feel bad for you <laughs> just because yeah. I know the potential of it. Um, Miguel's probably not to the extent that I am at, but um, yeah, it's not for everyone. I, I, like I said in the first episode, I don't recommend installing it on your daily driver at all. Um, but it, there's a lot of cool features. I, again, I'll reinstate, I'll re restate that. Um, and I'm looking forward to future betas just because I want to get more fixes um i'm just lucky i have a secondary iphone that i can test it out on so that being said um i was hoping that developer beta 2 was going to be released today tuesday but um unfortunately that didn't happen but that's understandable just because it is a beta and it it may take some time for um future releases to come out but Outside of that, I don't know if you had anything other other remarks on iOS 16. Um, actually, not on iOS. Um, but uh, you had sent me a link from Luke Miani. So my 1100 iPad Pro is properly bricked with the iPad OS 16 beta. Uh, DFU mode doesn't work at all. I strongly recommend against using the iPad betas this year. I'm gonna have to go to Apple Store to get this looked at. So. Seems that the uh, iPhone is doing much better with betas, but the iPad not so much. Yeah, and that and that's something that you take the risk on when you do yeah. developer betas, um, which is kind of unfortunate in the sense that these are developers that are trying to use these seeds, and um, if it's bricking your device, 
how in the world are you going to try to actually develop an app? Exactly. Um, obviously, you know, you, you run the development through a MacBook and stuff like that, but if it's, you still have to be running iPad OS 16 on your iPad. So, um, but nevertheless, we will continue to keep you updated on this and, mm -hmm. um, we're looking forward to future updates for sure. So, yep. Um, but with that said, uh, we're going to go ahead and end the uh, podcast here. We hope you guys have enjoyed it. Please go ahead and give us a like, follow, uh, and give us a review. It really helps. We hope to get you guys in the next one. Bye.